Hey, screwheads, listen up. This is Ken. You know you still owe me a damn pack of cigarettes. Listen, I've opened a new bar and grill down on 73rd Street. It's called the Heiser Hole. Stupid place, let me tell you. There's baskets everywhere, but they're all marksman baskets, and they're actually cut in half. So you come on down, have a drink. Who knows, maybe you can keep up with the champ. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 100 of the Disc Golf Podcast, which, as you just heard, was introduced by a very, very special guest, the caller, champ. the champ, leaving us a message, a congratulatory message on our 100th episode. I just, I can't tell you how honored I am. I'm pretty positive we just got uh, challenged to a drinking contest. By I the think way. so too. I'm in. I, I, I don't know. The, he's the champ. I mean, for I, more than one reason, I assume. I'm so taken back. I, I'm sorry. My name is Robin, and along oh, yeah. alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, also, a great thing before we go into Kenny Kenny Climbo, the champ. Um, I can no longer make sports team references to. The numbers of our podcast. That's accurate. Um, at 100, we're, it's done. It's over. It's done. I, That's I, a sad time for me. Yeah, it's uh, going to be real tough uh, closing the door on an era there. Of, I know. Yeah, I think it's going to be- Pretty disappointed. I think it's going to be missed. Um, so guys, if, if uh, you know, you can start a new, a new breed of athletes who wear numbers above 100 and in another five years, uh, you know, I can shout them out. Yeah. But uh, you know, thanks to thanks to Big Kenny C for taking the time to to call in, and out of his busy champ schedule, and I don't think his champ schedule is very busy anymore. By the way, well, I mean, he sounds like he started a bar. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I think he just hangs out like in Florida now. I'm very like, interested in these in these uh, marksman baskets that, <laughs> that are cut in half. <laughs> like, do they stand up? Are they just well? Like, are they? But are they cut in like which way are they cut in half? I, horizontally, that's what I was vertically. Wondering. Like, what if it's just cut off? There's like no chains at all. <laughs> you just have to. <laughs> just, Dude, hey, Kenny could hit him. <laughs> Kenny could hit him. It's all good. Just removed the the chain port, the upper portion of the basket entirely. Just right above the cage, and then and then cut. You have to drop it into the into the basket. Like <laughs> if you go over the cage, it just flies through. It just flies right through. Yeah, God, right. that'd be greasy. <laughs> it's just a pole. Yeah, yeah, that's very uh, just straight. Just poles and exactly. the climb a bar. I'm not blown away by that. Back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> chains. You just had to hit a tone pole. That was a good. That was a good can climb right I there. I kind of got a cold, so yeah, that helps out. You know, so and helps uh, in in preparation, I I uh, sucked down like like four cigarettes. I like it. That's back in my day. Baskets only had one chain. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like the Batman impression too. Yeah, <laughs> it's very similar. Like it's a lot of cigarettes, and uh, <laughs> just get out. I think there has to be a whole bunch of like like that cigarette like mouth mouth sound. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully this doesn't devolve into Bane impressions. Then we'll know that we've really no. We're, I mean, too much up on the mic to get after. No, and he doesn't like Bane. You can understand Ken Climo. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he no. It's no. after he does well. I just you know a tangent. We we go down different directions. Just to get started on Batman. All of a sudden, you know who knows. I really hope that it was secretly Greg Barsby. That that would be pretty cool. You know what? If it was, 
What if it was uh, Sexy Greg calling in, pretending to be Climo to congratulate? I mean, that would just be... I mean, that sounds like par for the course. That sounds like right. Yeah. I mean, I he did send us a signed headshot, so I, I think that, that that's... Wait, he did? Yeah, but... Yeah. How? Why haven't I seen that, Robin? Um, it's it's in my private collection of <laughs> things that I keep private. Straight across from the toilet. N- no, I need to move <laughs> it now. Thank you, <laughs> honey. Why is this here? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Who is that long-haired woman in our bathroom? Please, please. <laughs> your wife would never say that. Your wife would say, "Who is that?" <laughs> And then you'd be like, no, honey, what happened to my picture? (laughs) And it's just above your bed on the ceiling. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It's all right, Craig. I understand. (laughs) My wife's face had been cut out in all the family photos in the house. Just Greg. (laughs) Just Greg. Just Barsby pics. Yeah. With the Barsby eyes staring right back at you. Yep. That piercing masculine stare. Oh, Greg. Yeah. So, uh, Sexy Birds dropped. I think, no coincidence, the episode 100 comes out today. We had just this last week announced that our 2017 disc of the year was the Sexy Bird. And then the 2018 Sexy Birds drop the day we record episode 100. Not a coincidence. Nope. That is the all-time DGP bump. It is. You're welcome, everyone. Yep. I Hopefully, you got some. I'm sorry about your paychecks. If, if, if not, we got... We got 10. <laughs> Joe and I legit were, uh, so we, all of a sudden people start, you know, being like, oh my God, sexy birds are up. And so I, I went into like, I feel like it was like emergency mode. Like it was panic mode. It was for sure. Like, it was for sure. Like I saw our names highlighted in Slack and sexy birds. And I was like, ah, in a factory <laughs> store, how do I get there? How fast as I can get there on my browser? And it opened up and they were gone. I was like, God damn it. So I, I straight up just stayed on like the tour series page and refreshed like every 10 seconds <laughs> i honestly didn't even look at the stamp when I it came up either. like i refreshed and they were up again clicked on it <laughs> ordered six <laughs> and joe and i had talked about this We're like oh whoever gets there first just order them and you know we'll figure it out later and so joe and i like simultaneous like panic buying right because i was like i don't got time to ask robin i don't gotta be like hey you buying these uh, whatever it was just like gotta yeah like what if we took the time to to say that to each other and then they sold out while we were communicating with each other yep why not just buy 10 of them which we did so uh yeah that happened and and uh, I honestly, I didn't even see the stamp either. I was so focused. Like I didn't even stay on the thing. I hit six on the, qu- or I hit four on the quantity. I hit add to cart and I had already logged in and everything. I did not even look. It was like after the fact, like five or six minutes later that I was like, Hey, I wonder what they look like. Yeah. And I was like, Oh sweet. The stamp's tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we got a shit ton of sexy birds coming. Yeah, we were ordering. My wife could have walked out in lingerie, and I would be like, "Later, honey. I I'm ordering sexy birds. Sorry, I can't. I can't. I can't talk to you right now." Yeah, no, it, I was I was one track for sure. Like, like even when I submitted, I was like, "Process, process, process, process." Okay. All right, what happened? All right, check check <laughs> the email. Yeah, and then I was like, "Hey, Robin, by the way, <laughs> I just ordered six. Like, yeah, I ordered four. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was uh I mean I'm glad we got them. Hopefully uh 
I'm sure there'll there'll be someone out there that didn't that we can we can flip the extra ones too. Oh, totally. There's gonna that, be people in Slack for sure that, uh, or we just have ten. I I don't know. Yeah, I maybe feel they're like, amazing. I, I, yeah, you know what? I, originally, I was like, I could you know throw a couple on DDGA and like pay for all the ones we just bought, but if they fly anything close to 17s or they have their own unique piece, like holding on to ten is not the worst idea. Yeah, of course, and they don't have to be the same as the seventeens to be good. You know, they could they could no, have no. different characteristics and 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 you know serve a new purpose, a new slot in your bag. So, yeah, like, I mean, honestly, it could be a bag of of Sexton's poop, and and we probably would still. I, mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but these things go like three seventy five. Yeah, like, easy. I mean, they are overstable, but man, is that plastic grippy? It's gonna be so grippy. It, like the plastic, I know is gonna be money. Yeah. Like that's for sure. The plastic is gonna be money. Yes. Yeah, they they took it up a notch this last year with the with the plastic. So. I think I think it's gonna be. And the stamp is is vastly similar. superior to the to the, to last year's. I like this one a lot more than yeah. last year's stamp. Yeah, I think th- I think the fifteen and sixteen were great stamps. Seventeen, I didn't love the stamp as much, but the disc was just this beautiful thing. And the 18 went back to, like, the older stamps. Yeah. But it's a little more symmetrical. It's a little nicer. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah. Looks great. I'm sure I'm sure Nate's stoked, too, because he's just uh, rolling around in a pile of cash right now. Right. Racing. Right. Because Innova probably just, just brought him a suitcase full of... Oh, yeah. Unmarked I bills. wonder if they, like, up front were like, can we just give you, like, some yeah. money and don't worry about what happens? Yeah. And hopefully he's like, no, <laughs> I'm getting a. He's like, no, I got a baby, not. I I need that cash. And now that you know what happened, so, um, you PDGA discs are not legal to be thrown in tournaments until they are available for everyone to buy. Uh huh. So I bet after this round today, he was like, I need that. <laughs> I need it, Innova. Drop them now. I need them for tomorrow. I'm I'm sure. I, I, well, who knows. I don't know, but I bet he throws one. I think they're probably just timing it with the with the big tournaments and oh, totally. I'm just excitement. Making stuff up, but it, but normally these things drop on Fridays, so yep. So yeah, uh, no, to- like I wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar because it wasn't a Friday. Yeah, and then we got messages being like, "Hey, Joe, Robin, sexy birds." Yeah. Yes. Th- thank panic, you to everyone. Pa- panic sweat happened, and and mm-hmm. uh, lots of D's were bought. Yeah. So the the call that that led into our episode. Uh, we we just got confirmation. It, it was not Ken Climo, and it was not Greg Barsby. Um, unfortunately, last week we we put it out that we would like messages sent to our Raptor range called into our our phone line to congratulate us on our 100th episode from from all of our listeners. That we would give out discs to winners. Right. Well, we said a disc to a winner. Turns out uh, we liked a lot of the messages. We got really good calls. And uh, so that one was uh, from uh, Tom McFetridge. Is yes. that right? Yeah, Tom Mc- right. McFetridge. And uh, he did an awesome Ken Climo impression, and he's going to get a DGP disc. Yep, yep. For that. And we have uh, a couple others that we also uh, have declared winners that will close out the show. Yeah, we'll play We'll play a couple on the way out. Um, and if you are a patron uh, to our Patreon, 
Oh, it's it's one dollar one dollar per pre episode, um, and you get a good like thirty minutes to an hour of us uh, talking stories of all our past, of all sorts of stuff. Um, but also, if you listen to the pre show this week, um, we're gonna play. I think eight or nine, seven or eight different calls that we had, and they're all good. There's a lot of good calls, um, but we'll play them all in, in the pre show. But once again, uh, patreon.com slash this golf podcast, a dollar you get at this point, um, I don't know, 15 or so pre-shows. I think so. There's a good chunk. There's some fun stories. Um, a little little peek in uh, behind the scenes. Uh, last week's pre-show, I talked about the times that I almost pooped myself. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. It's yeah. It's worth it. I'll tell you right now. Uh, when we finished the pre-show last week, I was like, "That is gold. <laughs> that is a, that is a an amazing episode. Brown gold, if you will. Like like poop that's uh, under pressure for a long time turns into a diamond, like a nugget. But like you under know. pressure for a super long turns into a diamond. Got it. Got like, it. You know, like any like coal for a super long turns. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing probably would happen. With poop. Sure. It's carbon based. Makes sense. It'd work out. Science sounds scientific. I'm, I'm like I'm pretty positive Superman could do it. I'm sure of it. So, and then uh, over the weekend, we had. I guess should I should I preview I the episode? Yeah, I was you can give the rundown. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. I guess. All right. So w- this is episode 100. We we just plan to go nuts the entire episode, but we will cover a few things. We got a great show. We're gonna recap the Las Vegas challenge that happened over the weekend. We are going to preview the memorial, which is in progress at the moment. And then we have our world-famous deer review where we're going to take a disc, take a beer, review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Ballista Pro, which is a, a new release from new. Latitude 64. And uh, we're pairing that with Flavorful 5 Double IPA. Um, and we're, we made, did that pairing because... Uh, so this is 100. We do what we want. Exactly. I really want... We got this beer a while ago. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. I believe... Um, and we didn't drink it, and I really want to drink it. Yeah. You know what? You guys, you do 100, 100 deer pairings, then tell me you can come up with a good one every time. I mean, we probably still right? can. We, we totally can. Okay. I, so we honestly, mailed it in. It's what, no, we didn't mail it in. It's 100, and I th- we've been sitting on this beer for super long. I really want to drink this beer, um, and I came in tonight and said, this is the beer that we're doing. And we've had other people mention it in the uh, in our Slack group and things like that, but uh, and then it's by uh, Roak. Brewing Company. Sounds right. Is that how you pronounce that? From Royal sure. Oak, Michigan. So another another Michigan beer. Great place for disc golf and beer out in Michigan. Boom. Cold disc golf and, and cold beer, I guess. There's also another special thing about this 100th episode. Um, it uh, It's catered. Yeah. We had a, a, a local listener uh, call in to one of our favorite pizza places and send pizza to uh, the Shedio. So we, we got uh, some nice pizza in here. So if we sound a little lethargic because we're full of pizza. And also it's raining and we're kind of sick. And we may or may not have uh, shotgunned some beers before the show. But we're going to go for it. We're going we're gonna to go for it. And if we fall apart midway through. Um, the, the pizza is going to save us. I hope you get to the, the good stuff. Yeah. Worst case scenario if we're falling apart. Uh, You'll hear us eating a little bit, but it'll be fine because it'll make it better for the rest of the episode. 
<laughs> hey Joe, can you carry the pod for the next? <laughs> yeah, three I, minutes? Got, like, I have to I eat this to, pizza. Like I need this pizza. You need to smash the this. podcast. Needs me to eat this pizza. So yes, if, thank you, Shane. So if you could just Garth it for the next next three four minutes, I'll. Uh, I'm gonna just get after it right now. Does that sound good? Yes, but it's probably more likely you that will be doing that. But that's all good. All right. Well, if you could just talk about the Las Vegas if, challenge. If, if it was solo, if you were rolling solo, would you be Garth or would you be Wayne? <laughs> probably. Do you think you would like regress to Garth or you would just stay at Wayne? Oh, I'd stay. I'd stay Wayne for sure. All right. I'd, I'd I kind of want to just step back and see what happens. No, I will, <laughs> I will. My throat will die. I mean, it probably makes. I. I mean. I'm the musician, like that's Garth. Uh-huh. I'm the fun one, that's Garth. <laughs> uh, don't wear glasses, nor am I blonde. No, you're probably closer to blonde than I am, but not. not. No, but nowhere close, but closer than I am. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many other Garthisms I have that I'm actually close to, but you know, fun, fun stuff. The deer in the headlights. Luckily, the 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 podcast listeners can't see the deer in the headlights fear when when uh when also i will say i i am the only one of uh the hosts of this podcast who's actually done a solo episode that's true uh well, you know i'm just saying <laughs> did what i had to do all right all when, right when baby baby number six came yeah really oh man all right are we ready to to talk about las vegas challenge Yes. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Las Vegas Challenge used to be called uh, Strippers Greasing Pole Challenge, and they changed it this year. That doesn't really have much of a ring to it. That that that's a very odd. Is that that's really what it was called? Well, why do you think they changed it? Okay, I mean, it just that seems like very poor poor choice. I mean, what what do they use? What kind of is it like automobile grease? Uh. Is it, are we talking food grease, like like straight from the from the fryer? Or that I does, mean, it's it's like mostly like I sweat and like bodily stuff. Oh, oh, Str- strippers. Oh, okay, got it. So I'm very glad that they switched it to the Las Vegas Challenge. Makes sense. I I thought it would have done a long time ago. Presented but, by know, it worked. Innova Champion Discs, who I'm sure is very excited to that we mentioned the the previous name. Oh, they're all listening to. Darn it. Yeah. But uh, and uh, we were actually a whole sponsor on this one by virtue of one of our wonderful listeners, Shane Solomon. Thank you. Who who uh, had a whole sponsorship and decided he wanted to put our logo on, and it. also played in the tournament. Yeah, and is also playing at the memorial. Yeah, so he's down in Fountain Hills now. So that's freaking I'm not jealous at all, Shane. You're not a jerk. Nope, not at all. Yes, you are. <laughs> So, so we did a horrible job picking. Um, I don't think we really need to talk about the picks. I think we can just move. Yeah, that's fine. Move let's right talk about. On. Let's talk about who did good things. So, I mean, I think probably I, it, there's two huge things that obviously came out of this. Which uh, one is that Eagle McMahon winning his first national tour event, which is pretty awesome. And then the next thing is Joel Freeman, who hell yeah, who. It looks like he could be an awesome player. First of all, totally. Um, it, you know, it, it didn't seem flu- throwing throwing bombs, banging putts. Yeah, it didn't seem fluky at all. Um, and then the other part about this was that the first day of this tournament was so ridiculously consistently windy that it really kind of 
turned into the a pretty wild leaderboard in that second day. I mean, you just you didn't recognize half the people up there. And uh, what happened was the players that went early in the day had no wind, and yep. then and those are typically the the lower rated players, and the uh, highest rated players go later in the day, and they were dealing with pretty steady ridiculous ridiculous so jomez covered this jomez covered fpo and mpo amazing coverage new graphics are fantastic commentary uh both fpo and mpo were uh great um but the wind was dumb the wind was super dumb and you could hear like as the tournament went on how salty jeremy calling was yeah with the wind he had to deal with versus what he was seeing um other players deal with I, it was just absurd. I mean, some of the basically, even when a disc landed, it would be parked, and then the wind would just keep it up like a little sailboat. Yep, and just take it along, and all of a sudden, it's seventy-five feet away or OB, and then the putts. I I just don't even know. I mean, I I would have, I would have shot over a hundred. I'm sure. Oh yeah, so, it something was crazy like that. Brutal. So, but uh, Eagle actually managed was playing in that those brutal conditions in the first day and still managed to turn in a, a five under round on on that first day despite playing in the worst conditions and just continued to to play extremely well he was he was never really uh, you know in trouble at any point he was parking 500 foot holes with ease he was putting well um you know he wasn't you know he didn't even have to make a ton of long putts either he just was playing, you know what we what we all see in his talent. He yeah, played he that consistently. Yep. He was playing two for his four talent. rounds, you know, so or three rounds, four four rounds. Yeah, you're right. Three and then finals. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it was just like we even made jokes last week about, oh well, you know, Eagles gonna play great for two rounds and then no, totally. Well, especially yeah. I mean, it... yes. Because, I mean, at the winter time that kind of happened. He blew up at the end, just mm-hmm. like he did at the Aussie Open last year. Yeah. Um, and we make those jokes, but there's not a single part of any of us that, th- like... Doesn't recognize yeah, his talent. Yeah, shoot down his talent. Yeah, he's yeah. insane. And, his, and they talked about it in the commentary. His forehand is insane. And it was great last year, and I think it's, like, another level now. Yeah. He is, is uh, top... He may be the best, if not top three distance power forehand players yeah and distance power backhand players um and his putting's been clean and that's that was kind of always the piece that wasn't exactly there yeah um but he's putting it all together and he did for this tournament it was fantastic um so i'm just looking through at random random thoughts um so Eagle McMahon is Discmania. Joel Freeman, Innova. Ricky Lat, Nico, Nico. Joe's going through the standings right now. Yeah, Simon. Well, I think we kind of. I'm just. I'm just. I'm looking through it, and I feel like um, there is a lot of Innova and Discmania in that top. Yes, a that, ton of it. That top beef there. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of surprisingly so. How much, and it kind of surprising, honestly, to me that that uh, that Germ's not one of them. Yeah, 
He's on a course like that too. I mean, you could hear how salty he is, and the wind destroyed him. But he has a lot of the tools that that Eagle has. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of blown away that he he didn't finish higher. Yeah. Um. I feel like he didn't start out too great in it last year either. But I'm not right. But he, then he made it to the finals. He was he was yeah. top four last year, I think. And, he did. Yeah. Um. Maybe he took that pro boss out of his bag. But this time he didn't. He just didn't really put it together after yeah. that point. Um, but yeah, so Eagle taking down the win at 36 down. We then have Joel Freeman, um, who, who just couldn't quite withstand, you know, uh, Eagle's power and 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 he really put together some awesome. And he just rounds. had, and it was just, it was, a, it's a rough course. There's lots of baskets on hillsides. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely had some rough rolls, but at the same time he had a lot of like lucky non-wind and whatnot throughout yeah. too so it kind of yeah. evened out so uh and then uh ricky wysocki in third place at uh 30 down uh tied with nicola castro also in third place at 30 down and then simon lazat in fifth place at 29 down tied with drew gibson also at 29 uh and then you have paul mcbeth in uh in seventh place at 26 down so well, and then I think someone to highlight there is Drew Gibson, right? So he was a huge up-and-comer doing great things with Innova, left, moved to Dynamic, and kind of fell off the map for the most part. And it seems like he's back home. He's one of the uh, Innova bad boys. Yeah. And it uh, looks like it's working out for him so far anyways. He's got his rocks back, so he can... And that's huge. He was, and probably now is again amazing with rocks yeah and then we got philo in eighth sexton in ninth along with kevin jones emerson keith and dustin keegan so that kind of rounds out your top 10 ish look at kevin jones with the top 10 yeah i'm excited to see what kevin jones and joel freeman can do going forward i mean there's there's a couple of i mean i barely knew who joel freeman was um i knew kevin jones was because he had a similar dgc he yeah he throws a mile. Yeah, he had like a, I want to say his backhand is up there with with Eagle. Yeah, and the and the bombers. Yeah, He's, it's insane how well. Far and he throws. and this tournament in, in similar to, to how USDGC was was uh, Kevin Jones kind of coming out party. This maybe this is. This is uh, Joel Freeman's coming out party. Yeah, hopefully. I know he's, he's so far. I mean, we're only one round in, and we'll get to him. He's having a rough memorial so far, but yeah. Um, little little hangover is understandable when you finish second in the mm-hmm. first NT of the year um, to be, you know, a little celebratory. And it's a, it's a crazy quick turnaround to Memorial. It is. I mean, the fact that it starts here on Wednesday, you know, they just had a couple of days and at least they had that one travel day and, you know, most likely on Monday. So driving down to, to, uh, from, from Nevada to Arizona. Yeah. And, at least, and and then at least it's one, not a horrible. Yeah. And then, you know, a practice day and then you're right back at it starting up. So, and that's what we'll see this year too, which is great. And I think we'll see, um, more pros at all the big tournaments this year. Cause I know that. Uh, PDGA and the Disc Golf Pro Tour actually like talked this year, and the tournament actually has like beautiful flow, and they stay in the same regions. Like it's not yeah. it's not a tournament in Nevada, and then rolling to like Vermont the next week. It's no. a, there's a nice actual tour, like it's a, a band on tour going through region by region. So yeah, um, that is lovely. 
Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, let's get to the FPO. So, uh, Paige Pierce ended up winning at plus two. Which we called, but we did not, I did not expect it to, um, boiled it down the way it did. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a, uh, uh, like a five stroke easy win for Paige. Yeah. And, and with a couple of holes to play, she was actually tied with Katrina Allen. Yep. And, uh, and Katrina had, had uh, like 17 on hole 17 <clears throat> final round yeah and went ob and had a rough rough go yeah and then ended up actually tying with sarah hokum instead of being you know uh, in first place she fell back three strokes and and tied with sarah hokum at at five over in second place so uh gotta be pretty disappointing for cat uh to yeah to have that happen when she was leading the tournament for a good portion of it, and then to kind of have it slip away there in the last few holes. So. Yeah, you know though, what she's she's playing. Well, I already feel like she's playing better this year than she did last year. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good year for Cat. Um, I think Paige is just going to continue to be out of her mind, um, and and Hokum is just the new face of consistency. Yeah. I mean, maybe not that new, but no, definitely <laughs> not new. But, but continued face of consistency. Yeah, she really was. And then Jennifer Allen in fourth place um, at, at six over, or sorry, eight over. Um, and then Lisa Fakus at, uh, in, in fifth place at ten over. And then uh, Kona Panis. That's great. Who, who came in there. And she was coming in hot last year and then, like, just fell off. Like, she, um, I think there were big... Are there was a lot expected of her through her kind of following, and she wasn't crushing it. And it's good to see and her being sponsored after. by Innova too. Right, you know? right, right. Um, speaking about sponsored players, um, Hannah now Macbeth mm-hmm. put in a super solid first round, um, and like better than I think anyone would have expected her to throw. Period, and then two like decent rounds, but I think that's. Great. I'm happy to see her um, getting after it and, and starting to rise up and, and get better because, you know, she has some pretty darn good coaches helping her through, and uh, it's nice to see her gaining, gaining. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was fun. Uh, it hopefully, Kona, from what I saw, was, you know, hitting her putts, which is most important. She also can drive very far. Yeah. So pretty impressive distance out of her. So hopefully we'll see her take a step forward. That'd be great for for uh the women's disc golf to have a another another high caliber player like that. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So that's the Las Vegas challenge. Joe and I picked players. They were terrible picks. We don't want to talk about it. Robin won, I chugged a beer for it. We're good. Yeah. So uh yay that. Ah. <sighs> Man, that was terrible. All right, let's move to uh, this. This is I'm. It's it is disc golf season. It we is. We went from we went from one week to the next with actually three weeks if you count uh, winter time. This is three weeks in a row we got disc golf like real disc golf <laughs> to talk about. And we couldn't even make it to another podcast without a tournament starting. That's so, that's true. I um, mean, and therefore I uh, missed my skip ace picks for the second turn of the year. But whatever, it's cool. <clears throat> You did indeed do that. That was yeah. I'm not yeah. 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 I got them in. I. I would like to. them to just like um, 
I feel like the like text you. I feel like, no. I feel like the lineup you set just like uh, in fantasy football, like you set a lineup, and unless you do something about it, it just stays in place. Got it. Like I feel like I would have been okay with it staying where it was, just because it would have been some points for this week without me remembering to get after it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you know that wouldn't be that would probably work out just fine. Yeah. Yeah, but it's which uh, too goes late. to show that maybe the system should be altered yeah. a little bit we'll get into that in a later episode but you know whatever i mean more so into a, in a later episode so uh the the memorial has actually already started uh, a whole first round is in the books is at fountain hills arizona with live coverage which is in scottsdale essentially who um, who uh, was commentating i didn't even pay attention i know what's happening but i didn't even know who on was the live was, yeah there was terry miller was on there um I heard, uh, I didn't have sound in for most of what I was okay. watching, but I, I know there's, there's good amount of Terry Miller and I had the sound and sure. I feel like it wasn't Terry Miller oh. and I don't know who it was. Um, but I only had it for a little bit too, so I don't really, yeah, know. I was at my office, so I didn't, when I was listening to the live coverage or w- watching the live coverage, I really just had it up on my screen in between things. Plus I take phone calls. So it's kind of hard for me to yeah 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 to have the sound going. No, that happened to me. I had to but take I, a phone I, call. I know I saw Terry talking. Oh okay, well good. Multiple times, so. So yeah, no, it was good. Um, the live coverage. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess it makes sense, but they like kept doing like, hey, there's like trivia contests and all that stuff, but you have to be in super chat, which means you have to pay us money to be in super chat. To be eligible for a contest, and I thought that was that was weird. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, I know, I hey, know. They they need the money. Yay they do, them. and you know what? And it poured money, and I was sitting there watching, and and money kept coming in. So good for them. Like they yeah. deserve it. Like that's awesome. Um, no, it's fantastic. And uh, at, you should you'll be happy to know that uh, the uh, for me it's it's my job ad is was still intact and being used. Oh no, it was great. D- despite being filmed and produced in 1987, um, it is still an, an actively used commercial for. It wasn't 87. It was like, it was like 2003. Are you sure? We're just hella old, dude. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's on a VHS tape. You know, it's it's been uh, 15 years since 2003. Wow. Okay. Like, All right. So maybe it's 2003. Yeah, I'd say uh, we're old. Uh, we graduated in 2002, so. Yeah, mm. it's it's been a while. But uh, I was As I was happy a, to see uh, early or a late '90s, early 2000s rock band. Let's say it's been a while. Like when that commercial first showed up, I was like, "What on earth is this?" And who did it? Now, like the more I've seen it, then it keeps popping up in these things every Listen, time. I love it. I we have to recreate it. Like we need to. Yeah. Like it's going to be so easy to do. We have to recreate it and throw in our own pieces. Yeah, we should. Um, I, I like that. The first time I saw it, I was like, I, I must, I must use this as my opus and like, yeah, go forward by making it better. <laughs> um, it's just me, like lots of shots of me, like pounding beers, yeah. and and being like drunk on the course and <laughs> throwing <laughs> throwing drivers like straight into the ground. For me, disc golf is an excuse to get drunk in a park. Yep. <laughs> For me. Disc golf is hanging out with my friends and getting drunk in a park. <laughs> I think everything should just go back to getting drunk in a park. <laughs> For me, it's getting exercise and getting drunk in a park. 
I think that's where it needs to go. I think that's like the best one. Just lots of different diverse people just coming back to just getting drunk in a park. <laughs> For me, it's all about the competition of getting drunk in a park. Yeah. No, and getting drunk in a park. You you can do both. Um, no, I love that commercial. There were some there were some good new commercials. I think. Yeah. Um, I saw there's like a Galaxy Discs commercial. I yeah. That that, I don't know what Galaxy Discs are, so. Neither do I. I just um. Their artwork, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So the, the are we gonna spoil what happened in the first round or or should we just give our picks? Let's give our let's give our picks and I'll tell you right now, um you can check our our Slack chat log and by you can check, I mean you can't at all. You just gotta take our word for it, because I'm not gonna give you the access to check our chat log. Um we chose our picks before the first round. Started. I I'll be honest. The first round did start, but with none of the pros that we would have picked. Yeah. So at the very very beginning of the day, we made our picks to each other in Slack. Um, so it was not at all. Um, it was it was not at all. Uh, We're not using the yeah, first round uh, that, information to for. to make our our picks here. So all right. Uh, so Robin won last week, so he can give his uh, fourth place first. So all right, I'm in fourth place. I am taking Nate Sexton. Uh, and I'm taking James Conrad. And in third place, I'm taking Eagle McMahon. In third place, <clears throat> I am taking Ricky Waisaki. Wow. Wow. I actually wanted Eagle, but you picked Eagle, so I changed oh, it. Yeah. And I'm taking, in second place, I'm taking Ricky Waisaki. In second place, I'm taking Eagle McMahon. <laughs> and in first place, Paul McBeth. Yep. We both got Paul. Yeah. We both got Paul. Um, he's won it a ton of times. I do think he is. Yeah, I see Johnny. Yeah, um, he's won Fuck, a ton of times. And I fucking think he, Johnny McRae. I picked Johnny McRae last week. He just wants to poop on you a little bit. I love to see KJ there. KJ is the man. Anyways, that, lot lots of great scores. So um, the live coverage was out, but we. I but guess, there's also all right. So here, look. Look at first place and scroll down. <laughs> Let's see. How f- what place is uh, six off of the lead? So let's see. We're going so down, down there. So, so we got to go down to four. Six off the lead is so fifty six. Yeah. So fifty sixth place is only six off of the lead, which at this course is not easy to do, just because it's kind of birdie or bust. But it's totally possible. Yeah, lot of lot of great scores on on the leaderboard so far. So and it uh, looks like pretty pretty great conditions out there. Yeah, the, the video didn't look like it was too windy. There was a little bit of wind, uh, but but didn't look too bad. And and nice clear skies was a little cold apparently, especially for, for the, Arizona for the uh, the FPO because they're a bit starting oh, earlier early, in the yeah. day. But um, well, but other you know, than that, it looked pretty perfect. It gets it gets cold at low elevation. <laughs> it happens, and high so. elevation for that matter. But uh, you know, so far it's been been great. The the live coverage from what I saw was good, and I assume we'll have some post produced coverage coming soon. Yep, yep, good post and and more live, and it's fantastic. Um, I, I'm stoked. Any any thoughts so far on on uh, on this one? We'll we'll go and and recap it in depth next week after. Yeah, I think my only thing is I really I was telling you uh, we we're chatting in Slack through like maybe six holes. 
Paul was having a rough time, and I was like, oh, man, this is the end of end of an era. Like, Paul's done, blah, blah. I'm just going to say that on the podcast just to rile things up. It'll be funny. And then I went to a meeting and came back, and the round was over, and he's two off the lead. Um, and he's just, still Paul McBeth. Right, and he's still Paul McBeth. So yeah. I, I'm not going to bring that up. But, no, I there's so much tournament left, and there's so much room yeah. for people to explode or implode. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, and and it there's going to be some some really uh really high scores in there or low scores. Right. And that it, that we'll see at this course. So, definitely going to be a bit of a birdie or die thing and and I I expect some some charges on these players and and we're going to see, you know, see some really really low scores relative to par. So, totally. Should be great. All right, it is time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Ballista Pro by Latitude 64, and that is a 14-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, and then three-fade distance driver. And we have two plastics. We got it in Goldline X and then Opto, so... We got a couple of those that we tested. Thank you, out. Austin. And uh, we we did have see a difference between the two oh, totally. two plastics. So, and we're pairing that with Flavorful Five Double IPA by Royal Brewing Company out of Royal Oak, Michigan. So, nine point two percent Double IPA. Gonna pop it now. See how it goes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Too. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that too. As Joe picks up a Coors Light. Well, I had I wanted to finish it. You know. <clears throat> That's very good. So, um, Joe, the, why don't you judge of that? Oh, okay. No, you All right. start, you Hold st- on. You start off. I did you see that? I uh, I started talking to my beer rather than the microphone. I got one in each hand. Well, I mean, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> that was the, that was the beer, not the microphone." I was gonna say, "Why don't you talk about something while I drink some of this beer?" No, okay. Well, so, uh, I'll I'll start by talking about the beer. Nine point two percent again. Uh, this is a pretty strong uh, imperial I- IPA. Um, it's citra hops, uh, and let's see. It says it's got uh, citra hops and uh, zaka hops. It's hazy orange, um, tropical juicy aroma. That's all true so far of of what uh, what I'm tasting in this. Definitely strong on the kind of fruity citrus yeah yeah and, and the the juicy flavors to it no i i wasn't expecting a such a kind of um i mean i guess it says flavorful five i should have expected it's flavorful a pretty for sure diverse palette but it i wasn't quite expecting that so well I think that's the thing and i think they uh they rocked like a, a good uh wide range of hops yeah um and you can get it like at first, I was like, "Oh, this is piney." Wait, no, this is malty. No, it's just crazy. There's yeah, all sorts of hops. Yeah, it says so that there's the five hops. It's Amarillo, Galaxy, Eldorado, Citra, and Azaka hops. So Amarillo, Amarillo. What did I say? Amarillo. Oh, yeah. For the Spanish speaker of the podcast, I'm slightly disappointed. You know, I go back and forth. I pronounce gringo things when I'm when I'm when I'm talking normal. I just go through and roll with it. I know. Sorry. Uh, this this is good. This is good. It's um, I think I had that realization a few episodes ago that um, hops can taste different, and not all hops are super piney. Yeah. And when a beer is super hoppy, it's not um, 
it's not it's not always going to be the same super hoppy and this thing is is super hoppy but it's like this wide beautiful range of hops yeah and it says 80 ibus it definitely develops over the sip yeah totally you take the sip you, you get- kind of run through each of the the flavorful five like i feel like they all kind of stand out on their own it doesn't really meld together it takes you a minute and it's like whoa yeah. what's that what what oh yeah right, i'm in yeah, it really is. And then uh, it kind of finishes with just kind of, it's bittersweet. Yep. It's got, it got a uh, little dry and bitter. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, but you still, that sweetness still hangs on. There. Yeah. So really this. I mean, on. I will say um, you can tell it's 9.2. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not like boozy. It's not like, uh, not like stinging you with alcohol, but you can, you can tell it's packing a punch for sure. But like I said, with the bitterness and that, um, I'm always down with the bitterness and, and kind of the the extra tart or whatever when it's for a reason. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think tart's the right word. But uh, it's for, like, the 9.2 you can tell, but it's 100% worth it, and I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. This this is awesome. It's it may, super good. It may not match up with the name of the disc as as well as we've done with, with others in the past, but... Uh, oh. In terms of just overall quality of beer, this is this is episode one hundred worthy. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you right now. When you look at it, um, it is red and kind of bursty. The can, ooh, the artwork, all right. And we've got like a pink bursty uh, gold line X, and and then a red opto, and then a red opto. So you put those together, and you got like a red bursty uh, thing. So th- we actually went for the aesthetic this time rather than yeah. the name. That's why we chose it. Which is it? You know, kind of one of the staples of a good podcast is making sure that it looks good. Right. Yeah. And mostly like the main staple of like an awesome podcast is like the ability to just like say stuff that probably is bullshit, but who's no one will ever know. <laughs> You'll never know. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to notice that you just made that up completely. Made what up? How, how dare you, sir? <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> cool. I, I want you to talk about the ballistas because the ballista is a Joe disc. Ballista is Joe disc. I carry a ballista. I made uh, a conscious decision last episode, and I continued with it uh, out on the course to take. I had a really beat-in gold line ballista. I took it out of my bag and have a regular one. It's a staple in my bag. Um, ballista is one of my longest-range discs. And so when Ballista Pro was coming out, I instantly said I must have. I need to have that. So um, we're reviewing the Ballista Pro. Uh, and I feel like we should just do the Goldline X so we can review the Ballista Pro and Opto another time. But I feel like we probably should only review this disc once. Yeah, I think that's um, <clears throat> But I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> and kind of the excuse that I made when we reviewed the Ballista twice, is that the discs were totally different. Like the Goldline Ballista... And the Opto Ballista flew differently for me. Yes. And I'll tell you right now, the Gold Line X and uh, the Opto are fly totally different for me and for Robin. Yeah. 100% different. The the Opto is definitely much more beefy. It's a nice, beautiful first run. Um, with that said, I'm sure it will beat into something beautiful. It's 174. Our Gold Line X, um, I guess they're they're marked at, at it's marked at 173. I'll find out in a second what it really is. Um, but, you know, it's a 14-speed disc. So, like, you already know uh, that's my jam. 
big wide rim um definitely 14 speed it is a fast disc and i had some good pulls with it um it is without a doubt more stable than the ballista and i think that's the whole point of it that it's it's going to be a more stable ballista and i i think um as they're kind of going back through and bringing new discs up and also looking at their their former discs the numbers are, are pretty spot on. I think I would probably still give it a, a negative turn. It says the zero turn, and I know. Um, did wait you? But did you see any? I didn't see any turn out of it. You know what? I guess I threw it on a little bit of Annie. That's really what yeah. It was. I don't. I don't think we ever got either of these. To I turn. I did. I got at least I got the the gold line X to flip up. Um, but I also threw it on great distance lines. Even in Heiser the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's a great disc, and I, I'm sure like this Goldline one is going to beat up some too. Um, and and the Opto. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the Zero is probably true out of the box. The Fade is... Um, the Fade's probably right, and I'm going to be totally honest. We There was crazy wind when we were playing, and even though it was pretty calm, we did have like a cross, so it definitely exaggerated the fade when we were getting our nicest drives. On a couple of them, yeah. So there's a few that I knew would fade way less. Like it had, an, it would go straight as a, a bullet for a while and then start to fade and fade super hard. And I 100% knew that was due to the wind. Yeah. Um, it was quick. It felt good. It had a nice glide. I, I can see this disc um, building into something awesome, but. But we'll have to see. I mean, it's going to beat up over time. For right now, it reminds me a lot of I have a uh, a Biofusion Defender that is starting to do some work mm-hmm. um, that's kind of beaten in. And I think it's kind of similar to that. So <coughs> it's good, and I, I just – I'm still – I want to love it so bad, but I, I think um, we're going to have to take a step back and think about it versus other trilogy discs. Yeah. So uh, I, I really agree with almost everything that, that Joe said there. Uh, the for me the Goldline X is a, a disc that I can actually throw and was usable for me, um, and it was overstable certainly. I wasn't getting a lot of turn out of it, but I was able to throw some kind of flex shots with it that held that turn for a little while or that, and and didn't you know immediately pull out of it into a hyzer. Um, the Opto one was was very overstable uh, by comparison for me. Uh, really difficult for. I mean, you do anything other than hyzer it. Even when I put some Anheuser on it, it fought out of it almost right away. So, um, I certainly, and uh, the Goldline X, I really love the feel of it over the Opto, too. I just really en- right. enjoyed that plastic in general. Uh, so, I, my best throws were certainly with the with the Goldline X one um, overall. It's still a, a high-speed driver and a wide-rim driver that I not really something I utilize on a regular basis. So I'm I wasn't really a fan of the of the you know that part of it in general. But I I got, had some good throws with it yeah. overall. Yeah. The Opto one I I don't think I got a single good throw with it. I feel like every single one of them dumped out earlier than I wanted it to. And you know I probably could have thrown a Firebird on a similar line type type thing. I got out there further. <laughs> Probably, but. I, I, I don't know. I had some good pulls with the blist, with the the opto. Um, I had some good ones that I felt good about. Um, I got out there good distance, but definitely was much more stable than the Goldline X. 
Um, there, there's probably a place for that. Uh, but yeah, if I were to choose, like if, if you had at your disposal, which one you want to grab, um, and if you throw in a similar range to myself, like you're throwing 380 to 415, um, gold line X definitely is, is the way to go. Um, maybe even a little bit above that. If you're throwing 425 plus, like I could see the opto doing some work for you. I mean, it's yeah. the same disc. It's just a little more beefy. Um, it's just, I think, a little bit out of our range at this point. But like I said, with any disc, um, you know, some beaten in will will do wonders. You know, I think it's still an accessible disc. Like I still could feel like I could throw an opto and, and um, be able to do something with it. Like it's not the same as a fresh champ boss where it's it's a meat hook right away for me anyways mm-hmm. um but definitely it's it's much more beefy than the uh, gold line x yeah yeah certainly so i don't know that i'd call the, the opto one accessible for most players i think you have to have i a- said for me i didn't say for <laughs> no. for most well accessible is not a word you used for that i just i mean you gotta have a big arm to, to yeah to have it do anything other than than be a bit of a meat hook so, but that's what this disc is supposed to be, right? And I'll be honest, uh, we played disc golf the day before, and we were both a little gassed, and we're f- battling some colds still. Um, we did not throw either one of us a single forehand. No, that's true. Um, yeah. I knew my arm was dead, and that it just I wasn't going to be able to do it justice by by trying to yeah. put it out there on a forehand line. Yeah, but overall, I think the numbers are right on. I I, yeah. I think fourteen four zero three. <laughs> Um, I, that's what, that's what I threw. I I mean, I, I think you could maybe say on the, on the gold line one that that turn is maybe, you know, minus 0.5, minus 0.5 or something like that. Um, maybe, but yeah, I think so. But overall, I'd say that's, that's pretty dead on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a cool, I love, I love the feel. I love the look. It's got a nice little, little pop dome. Um, the plastic is great for both of them. Um, this beer is fantastic. It's super good. Also, the the opto is red, which if you've been listening for a while, red opto is just like special. Um, it's beautiful. It's got uh, yeah, the and rim. they tend to put gold stamps on them, which is great. And the rim feels fantastic. Like I, I'm I'm into the disc. Um, I'm just gonna move forward right into it. I think I'm bagging it, but purely because I want to give it more time are you gonna bag the gold line one or the uh, oh yeah the gold line yeah yeah i'm gonna bag the gold line i part of me wants to bag the opto just because i know maybe it's keep gonna you- hit a sweet spot where it gets just beaten enough and it does exactly what i want for super long and yeah. i know the gold line is gonna beat and get under which probably is still gonna be fine in comparison um but uh yeah i'm shoot i might figure out how to carry i mean i got lots of room to carry both um I feel like it's a disc built for me. I just need to get them there and get myself there. Uh, but also, like I said, I, d- I don't know how different it's going to be than my like biofusion defender once it's, that's, which it's already, it's already kind of getting beat into where I, it's, it's super throwable and I'm getting nice, like bombs with my defender. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why you need to bag both. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. I just know it's a new disc and it's pretty and I like it. So I'm going to carry it until um, I prove to myself that I don't need to. Yeah. But 
<clears throat> I mean, I'm putting it in my bag, but it's not it's not a full on like oh. I threw it once and it was the jam. Like it had to go right in. Yeah, I'm gonna putt um, with it now. Right, like it's it's good. I like it. Um, I feel like if it came along before the defender with all of my ballistic throwing, like it would have been like an instant in the bag. But I need to I need to see where it fits. Yeah, and I want to make. I guess that thing. I want to make it fit, but I can't guarantee that it's going to. This disc is so amazing. I park every drive. I was able to take my putters out. Yeah, I don't need putters anymore. Right. Anything from, everything. Like, anything from like 125 to like 325, park it. Parked. With a 14-speed disc. Yeah. By 325, you mean 256. Yeah. That was a very like exact number. I was thinking about like floppy disks. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I'm going to carry it just because uh, <laughs> like it sounds re- like I feel like I should. <laughs> you feel obligated? I feel obligated. Like you, Yeah. All right. I'll, I I love my ballista. Like ballista will never leave my bag. Ballista is like a part of my bag, um, and I don't know. As I throw it more, it might be more accessible to keep layering ballista pros than it is to keep beating in defenders. In yeah. all honesty, like I have a biofusion defender that I just now have beaten. It's it's doing well. I have a like metal flake lucid defender that is fucking beef. Like it's gonna take a long time for yeah. me to be for that to be accessible. Whereas something about Red Opto, like I feel like I could throw this enough, the same amount as I threw that pink metal flake, and it it will beat in faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely not going to bag this disc. It is far too fast and too overstable for me to do anything with. So, yeah, not happening. I feel like uh, when we started it. And it was a wide rim, like everyone who listens to this podcast. Yeah, is like, I already knew. So, Robin, it's already out. That, that's like my goal now. I'm, I'll be totally honest. My goal in life is to get a 12-speed plus into Robin's bag that he throws regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a 13-speed in there um, that he throws semi-regularly, but I want him... Um, I think it's going to happen, guys, by the way. I think Biofusion Trespass is going to change Robin's world. Aren't those like... Those are like nine speeds, though, right? Yeah. Yes, they're nine speeds. <laughs> they're nine speeds, Robin. There's a nine speed. I do actually really like the. We just got our <laughs> our new uh, disc golf podcast dynamic disorder in, and uh, the biofusion trespasses. I have had some pretty good throws with. Do you remember when uh, you threw a biofusion trespass on on hole eleven at uh, at Taylor? That's like a three hundred and eighty foot hole, and you threw a pretty much like Heiser flip laser beam. Yep. Like. 20 feet out i do remember that yes with with the biofusion trespass i do it was beautiful i'm i'm liking them i i i do it's i'm not i'm not afraid to admit that that i had some really good throws with uh with the bio trespasses and uh if you would like to get in on that we've got them on our website we do so we we got dd discs before sorry i I felt like i need to jump in because dd is like kind of my yeah my world um we got uh, Moonshine and Biofusion the first time when they sold out, like almost before they got to the public. We so we bought a whole nother run. So we have Biofusion trespasses. We have Moonshine trespasses. We've got uh, both Prime Burst judges and Lucid, and most of them are kind of bursty Lucid judges. Yeah. We also got Emac Truths, all DGP stamped. We also have Claymores. Yep. <clears throat> 
Uh, they are all gorgeous. They did a great job. Um, they're gonna they're gonna go fast. I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're they're worth putting in your bag. Yeah. I I. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, back to the beer. So uh, flavorful five. This is excellent. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah. This is uh, again one of the better beers we've been reviewing. A lot of great beers lately. And people are sending us like such good stuff. So, Thank you all. Um, this is excellent. It's even kind of as I've had more of it throughout this review. It's even kind of spicy. Like it's got a little like a little hint of spice to it. Robin's drunk. I'm not drunk. You're not. You're drunk. <laughs> you just talked into your beer like I was talking about earlier. Well, I mean, it's nine point two percent. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably legally intoxicated at this point eh, you're fine but uh it's it's even got a little spice to it it's uh really this is a great beer i love it, is. it. it is yeah and although it's 9.2 it isn't a 16 ounce can um that's coarse beer for me all day. i'll work it out yeah um not that we can find it <laughs> we had to get it sent True. to us from uh michigan but uh i i would definitely take this on the course i would definitely share this with friends um, it is a fantastic beer. Yeah, I agree. So, so it's three out of four. I'm not taking the. It's three out of four. It's like two and a half out of four. Like it's. Um, oh, I. Because you're you're just want, you're just the tip on I the ballista. Wa- I want to love it, Got and it. I don't hate it. I but I don't love it yet. Yeah. Um, but also I will I will point this out too. I kind of said it too. Robin and I, our arms were not there. We, I kind of had dead arm with the majority of my field work. The biggest problem was I, I got sore in my upper body after that session. Right. And that's one of the biggest indicators that you weren't throwing well is if you yep. get soreness in your in parts of your upper body, whether it's in your arm or for me, it was in my in my uh, right pec where I felt it the most. That's a bad sign. Yep. If if you're getting soreness there, that means you are using your upper body to power the disc, and that's not good. So. Right. Well, I'm gonna be. I'll be. I will be honest. I'll be the first one to say um, the majority of my <laughs> distance throws lately. Anyways, I don't think it's always lately. Um, a lot of my distance throws <coughs> have reverted to a lot of arm yeah. versus uh, body and reach back and and good X. I've been cranking more on my arm than usual which isn't good but i know when we were field working i was even beyond uh that regular amount of of too much arm um because i was just as sore the next day i was i was just forcing it over i was still getting decent distance but i know if i'm feeling clean and my timing is good um it's going to feel a lot better and it's going to fly better. So I feel like I owe this disc a good amount of time of, of thrown clean before I can say yay or nay um, because it's uh, one of my favorite namesakes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And it looks fucking You're, you're obligated. I, I am obligated and I'm fine with that. Like I get it and I'm good with it and I want to get after it and I want to love it. I do. I right. do. You got to give a rating now, Joe. What's... What is this one? Uh oh, it's important. It's episode one hundred. He's thinking. Oh yeah, it's episode one hundred. Dang. This one is going to go down in history, folks. He's taking extra time, contemplating. This is a uh, Jerome's family living a long lineage and uh, and doing well because part of me. 
feels bad about Jerome and I want them to do really well. And the other part of me is like, nah, fuck that. Like the spiders are coming after me. Like I don't want them to be around, but mostly I want them to do well. Uh, Jerome being the uh, mascot spider of the Disc Golf Podcast. Listen, if you don't know Jerome, like <laughs> you just you need to be listening. You need to listen to some back. I mean, episodes. I don't. It's it's episode one hundred. It's it's kind of a big deal. I don't want to go in depth uh, history of of Jerome. I hope you have listened this far, or you'll listen back to understand Jerome. <laughs> that sounds good. And then uh, that that's good. I like I like that deer review. That was a good one. The yep. beer was excellent. It was nice getting out and, and doing a field work session with you because we've been doing it separate, yeah, we separately have. for it's, it's been for a while. Rough. So hopefully, we'll, with the it being lighter and lighter, that we'll be able to to do more of those. So I'm I'm happy we we got out to do that. But uh, yeah, and then uh, last week we requested of all of you, our listeners, that you call in and uh, wish us a happy 100th episode. And we got an awesome response to our Raptor range, which the number is 707-939-5476. You did it right. Yeah. Finally on episode 100, Robin. Episode 100. I got it right. So we got a bunch of awesome messages on there. Um, It it was, we were just overwhelmed with with the nice things that everyone had to say. And uh, we we said we were going to pick one winner. We ended up picking three. Because yeah. we already played one from, from Tom, Tom McFetridge, uh, who, who gave us that awesome climbo impression to lead into the pod. And then uh, we have two others, uh, Robert Graham and Ryan CP, which we're going to play to close out this episode. And uh, each of you guys, I'm going to send you a, a DGP disc as well. I think both of you actually already have DGP discs. Well, we'll, but, get, we'll get you another one. But we'll, we'll get you some more. And then uh, we have some some runner ups that I'm gonna send. I think some misprints or something. Yeah, but they're they're uh, definitely like beautiful misprints. Yeah, um, they they are nice discs. Yeah. So Matt Matt Raymond and uh, Frank, what's his last name? Buttermeyer. Buttermeyer. Uh, we're we're gonna send you guys something too because you guys had such great messages. And if you want to hear their messages. Uh, become a patron like yeah. i said earlier and we're gonna play their messages plus all the other ones so there are definitely some good ones um these guys just kind of went above and beyond got kind of got into it uh got after it uh but there's also some very nice like heartfelt ones too yeah so thank you so much everyone we we really appreciate all of you for that and uh we're gonna keep rolling we had a lot of people saying i hope hope you get to get hope we get another hundred get to episode 200 we have every intention yeah i don't see why not of of rolling well past 200 so um that's that that's for sure by the way we uh i know both robin and i were in the chat on the live coverage today and uh, we got a few questions like when are you get out to actual tournaments when are you guys gonna be out there we will be out to one coming up um there there's there is a uh disc golf pro tour event in san francisco the sf open uh coming up in may Mm -hmm. and we will be there yes we will for sure um and hopefully uh we'll get some interviews with some pros and hang out and um mostly just hang out and drink beer because that's kind of what we do bottle keeping oh yeah yeah all day every day but yeah so uh, again, check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We got some great discs in the store there for you um, to, to represent the Disc Golf Podcast. And uh, 
some just overall they, they turned out fantastic so very very happy with those and congrats to our winners tom mcfett ridge robert graham and ryan cp you've got some disc golf podcast discs coming your way we'll catch you guys next week for episode 101 and what is that i'm gonna say it? i'm gonna say 101 or 101 102 102 i like 101 102. I'll, I'll, I'll have to figure that out but i think that makes the most i, I'm, I think I'm it, i think it does too so uh thank you so much for listening everyone we're stoked episode 100 in the books get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff Hey guys, this is Ryan CP. I wanted to say congratulations on the 100th episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. I look forward to 100 more. As a thank you, I wanted to record a new intro song for the podcast, but unfortunately, I was not able to get the rights, so this will just be a one-time thing. This is a story all about how two friends had their lives, had their flipped upside down. Give me a minute and listen real quick. I'll tell you how they made a podcast for a golf play with this. Back in 2016, near Sonoma City, two friends, Joe and Robin, decided to get really shuddy. And Robin Shed drinking some tears, talking about this Joe Park and now this lyric with a framework. He talks pro events to give reviews. They need something different to stand out from other crews. And a simple sort of genius and made a podcast about this and beer. Now the world famous for a review they call beer. Yeah. Congratulations. Special shout out to friends of the podcast, Nate Off. Shout out to Jerome. Shout out to all the Slack members. Love you guys. Peace. Mr. Range, DGP Nation, RG is a disc golf traveler here. I played more courses last year than you played in your entire life. Woo! You're talking to the All My Exes Live in Texas Championship Belt Wearing, Trespass Throwing, Chain Rattling, Alpha Flicking, Palm Making, Woo! Podcast Listening, Jet Flying, Son of a Gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo!